bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come How's on. How's it going, everybody? I'm Luke, and this is Joe. Another episode of the Charging Buffalo podcast. Uh, Joe, I haven't talked to you in real life in forever because um, we don't see each other anymore, really. But how have you been? Uh, I've been doing pretty well for myself. Can't complain. I had my second elbow surgery a couple wow, weeks ago. Wow, so it's ago. been that long. Yeah, it's been, oh. been a minute. But yeah, two elbow surgeries. I'm... Goodness all repaired gracious. now there's no more hardware in my arm anymore so i'm feeling oh. good well that's good yeah. that's good nobody should have metal uh inside their body anytime let me tell you having like two three metal pins i think mm-hmm. i don't know if it's titanium or not they never told me or if they did i was loopy when they were telling me mm-hmm. but it's not very comfortable i'll tell you that like you'll like wake up in the middle of the night in like discomfort like i just want them out as soon as possible so they were like hey you can get them out six months from now you can get them out six years from now whatever but mm. it might be uncomfortable in the future and i'm like eh, i'm young i'll do it now well i got the time on my hands with quarantine part two but yeah i figured why not do it now before it gets really bad when i'm like a 65 year old man so that's true you uh yeah, you don't want to end up with knees like a uh, or like a fifty-year-old running back. Yeah. Or, well, not knees, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, Body yeah, oh, parts yeah. in general, like <laughs> a uh, an old running back. Um, well, of course. Uh, I mean, there's still been stuff moving and shaking in Sabres land. I mean, we are three days away from the season opener against the Capitals. Two days away for listening to this on Tuesday from the season starting off entirely around the NHL. Uh, have we done this actually since, yeah, we talked about the divisions already, right? Yeah. I think it was, yeah. it was rumored at that point though. I don't think that's right. Had an episode since it's but been nothing, nothing really changed. Uh, the rumors were right. They're sponsored they now are. though. They're but... sponsored. Yes. The Sabres also have a sponsor as well on their helmets. They have Ross yeah. Park and Key Bank. I Which think they're the only bridge. team that has two different sponsors. Probably because they're a bunch of broke boys. Yeah, they need that money. Need it. Yeah, they need the advertising money. But uh, yeah, I mean, it. Who cares? It's easy to look past. Yeah, you don't really notice it that much, yeah. honestly. I think I just hope that it's gone next season. That's all I can hope for. But if it sticks and whatever, yeah, it's a helmet advertising. It's not like the European hockey jerseys that have ads all over the jerseys, which they look kind of cool too, though. Not going to lie, but. Correct. I had a conversation with uh, Brayton about this, Brayton Wilson at work, actually, uh, about European leagues and stuff and how it's really not that bad in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, exactly. So they need their money just as much as their other teams. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Training camp has come and I think it's gone now. It's it's not going on still, is it? Yeah. yeah well, well, much. well. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's gone because things are pretty much decided now. Uh, of course, we're back into that Sabers news cycle where people get mad over quotes and lineups, real actual lines. 
for people to react to and get angry over, which is always fun. And uh, we're going to talk about some of that and maybe get angry ourselves. Yeah, lots of people were angry yesterday after practice, including myself. Yes. Uh, we'll get a little more into that in a second. Uh, Principal Kruger made an announcement over the PA calling down uh, young Jeff Skinner to the office. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, one of those old – it's the old – this guy has to buy into the mindset. That's how I read into it. If you read between the lines of these coaches, that's pretty much what it always is. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. And if you it is, if yes. you've been un, under a rock over the past twenty four hours, uh, you wouldn't know that Jeff Skinner uh, expected to be on the third or fourth line, and in practice he was alongside. Uh, let me take a look. It, yeah, he was alongside Rasmus Aslan and Riley Shahan. Uh, since last episode, uh, Riley Shahan signed a PTO and signed a one-year contract worth $700,000 with the Sabres, a former Red Wing, Penguin, and Oiler, so former first-round pick in 2011, I believe, but decent depth signing, but that's besides the point here. Why is Jeff Skinner, your $9 million winger who scored 40 goals two years ago playing with Curtis Lazar and Riley Shahan? What is this? We have had this conversation before that what I'm about to say, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not too far fetched to say that there are fans who know more than the people that are running these teams. And the Pagulas don't believe that. I mean, they said that at the end of last season, Oh, maybe we know just a little more than the fan does. No, no. What Ralph Kruger is doing here is the wrong decision. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Skinner is not a bottom six player. He's better than all of those guys. Uh, and there's, it's, it's preposterous, really. It makes me angry that this guy can just be so stubborn as to actually think that that's where Skinner belongs just to, you know, to get him to buy into the system. He like, he's Jeff Skinner. And first of all, this team has missed the playoffs for 10 years in a row. I, I think we're past the point of having to buy into the system at this point. Just mm-hmm. you have to play your best players and the fans know that the fans don't want to sit through this and see you again, sticking bastardizing another good player and sticking them in the bottom six. It's, it's offensive. I know. It's and stupid. Chris, Chris Ostrander brought up a really good point that I didn't even think about uh, earlier before we started recording here. Just swap Olofsson and Skinner. Skinner basically has been a non-factor on the power play, which is kind of surprising to me in his two years here. And Olafson, all of his goals for the most part, it came on the power play. So does Olafson really need to be given that top that second line spot on the Stahl and Reinhardt line when the most the majority of his goals are just going to come on the power play anyways? I see after sense. after a few games, I can see Skinner and Thompson swapping out for another. Oh, yeah. I mean, in that last scrimmage, Hall, Eichel, and Thompson, they look absolutely dominant. Thompson had a nice goal in there as well. But these lines are going to change, and they could change after the first period of opening mm-hmm. night against the Capitals. Like, And you know, know what? They're guaranteed to change because after a few games, it's we're going to see this isn't the best lineup we can put out there, and you're going to have to move Skinner around. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to win with how these lines are configured right now. Curtis Lazar is a fine player. 
Dylan Cousins is a rookie and Skinner is just being disrespected with where he is right now. Yeah, the way it's looking right now, it's looking like Skinner is going to be on the third or fourth line with Curtis Lazar and Dylan Cousins. I mean, I, I'm very interested in seeing how Skinner and Cousins play together, but uh, I think could you do better than having Curtis Lazar on that line? They don't have the personnel to do it, but I think I having think like, like they brought in Eric Stahl. I thought like okay, this is so Skinner can have his guy on the second line and get him going again. They, they're familiar. They played together in Carolina. Reinhardt's on that line too. They seem like they're starting to get some chemistry. And then just out of nowhere, it's like he's going back to his old ways, stubborn old snake oil sales and Ralph Kruger. I, I just don't understand. I wrote an article. It's up on the charging Buffalo.net. You can go check it out. Uh, what's the deal with Jeff Skinner? Nice write up on this whole situation. Go check it out. Uh, but it just is puzzling. It makes no sense whatsoever. And it's just a horrible, horrible from a cap management perspective because mm-hmm. you're just setting the guy up to fail. And why not just set him up for success? Give him good players around him. And people are always going to say, oh, well, he's making $9 million. You shouldn't have to be playing with Jack Eichel and blah, 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 whatever. We saw last year that he needs good players around him to succeed. And maybe it's not, doesn't have to be Jack Eichel, but like, who was he playing with last year? He was playing with like Vladimir Sabotka, Marcus Johansson, who's a decent player, Connor Sherry, Evan Rodriguez, Wayne Simmons. Like, it's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Give him some real talent to play with. The guy's a really good hockey player. He's a pure goal scorer. Let him reign free. Why would you give him this much money if this is where you're going to put him? Exactly. It's on management at this point. Mm-hmm. And Botterill's gone now, and this contract is going to be a black eye on his tenure if he didn't have enough black eyes to begin with. Mm-hmm. But come on. like this is If they can't figure this out, they're doomed. Yeah. Having a $9 million fourth-line player on your payroll for the next six years – yeah you know with with the bills success too i think it's kind of uh amplifying and showing us more how kind of hopeless and direct directionless is actually the better uh, word the the sabers are right now Mm -hmm. they're the drafting has sucked i mean look at these guys the dudes in this lineup i mean where where are the draft picks you know what i mean like, where are the recent draft picks? We haven't developed any of these guys. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Cousins is, should be making a step into the lineup. We don't really know if that's a given yet, though. Mm-hmm. Darlene's a no-brainer. Like, the, like the draft picks you're talking about, like the re- more recent ones are top of the draft, like Reinhardt, Eichel, Darlene. Right, I should have specified, where are the third and the fourth round picks? You know, like, every yeah. team, I mean – that's beating a dead horse to say this, but I mean, uh, no, just looking at this lineup, it really shows. Heck, where are the second how, round picks? Yeah, there's very you know? little direction right now for this team. And the, All their eggs are in the hall basket. Yeah, and they, they probably won't be able to sign him because of the Skinner contract. And like, if he does have a good season, I'm assuming he will. He's going to be commanding 
north of $8 million on a longer term deal. Uh, I don't think this team can afford to keep him the way it currently is right now. And I know people are going to say, Oh, just trade Skinner. Like if you watch that guy play last year, that man has no value in a trade. None. He's got $9 million six years after this year. Come on. Be real. And he has a no movement clause. You know how hard it was for Carolina to facilitate a trade to Buffalo. It's not. I, be- I can't believe we're talking this way about the guy who I'm pretty sure he was injured for a lot of last season too. If I, if my, yeah, my, yeah, I just know, correct. I forgot about that. And part. he scored 40 goals two years ago, and this is how we're talking about him all of a sudden. Exactly. And I, you know, uh, I don't think it's really warranted. It's just he's being he's clearly. The reality of the situation here. That's mm-hmm. he's still a really good. He's a talented hockey player. Mm-hmm. He's just overpaid and been set up to fail by the current head coach. Right. So I don't think anything's going to change. I mean, part of me wants to say like, oh, maybe they can do some kind of side deal and get Seattle to take him off their hands so they can sign Hall. But. I mean, bought Jason Botterill is the assistant GM in Seattle now, but that's right. How are you going to get Skinner to waive his no move to go there? And of course, this is very long way away. Uh, for all we know, Skinner can pop off and score thirty goals this year, and we're going to be in the playoffs. So who right. knows? I, I, I'm not ready to talk happen. about Skinner moving on. He's yeah. going to be going. He's going to get back on track. They're going to move him up the lineup once Ralph. Are, are uh, they, though? Are they, though? Because yes, Ralph yes. went the entire season last year without giving Skinner a sniff on the Eichel line. I mean, he did get a sniff here and there, but like it didn't last more than a game or even a period, for that matter. I don't know. Ralph just seems like a stubborn guy who's not going to get out from his old ways. I don't know. I See, I, I think he will. Uh, I... The wording, of course, seemed like this was a temporary thing. Like they they intend on you know moving him up. They they the wording that Kruger had, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but it seems like you know it's Jeff needs time to get into our our rhythm is how I interpreted it. I mean, I guess so, but yeah. but again, it's unfortunate, but yeah. We'll see how these uh, first couple games go. They're going to be against a, a very old uh, Capitals team for the first mm-hmm. two games of the season, who have since signed Zdeno Chara uh, since we were last on air. And then didn't they yeah. make – well, Lundquist is uh, gone. They signed Craig Anderson to a PTO. I'm not sure if yeah, they that's right. plan on signing him or not. Though I know I saw a tweet from the Capitals today from – Peter Laviolette saying that uh, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, they're going to be their goalies. So maybe they aren't going to sign Anderson after all. So we'll see about that. But, of course, Henrik Lundqvist going down for them with that heart condition. That's tragic. Right, right. As well, his career is probably over. Yeah. Yeah. That really stinks. Uh, Yes, it does. Uh, Horrible way for his career, and it sucks. But. Speaking of career and careers ending, Corey Crawford retiring in New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, that know, came uh, from nowhere. 
-hmm. It was for personal reasons, but then I guess I, I've, I, I'm dying to know what, what spurred that. Yeah. I mean, he missed a lot of time with Chicago for some reason. I'm not really sure what happened. Well, there, he but... had the concussions and yeah, I mean, post concussion syndrome is not something I'd wish upon anybody. I would, I can't imagine experiencing that day to day. I mean, what even is it? Like recurring headaches and whatnot. I mean, it's probably concussion sim symptoms, right? Just over and over that you can't shake. Yeah. Which is brutal. I know he missed a ton of time because of that a couple of years ago and was never really the same. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to go over the, the expected lines for the start of the season, what we've been yes. seeing here. Uh, looking like the top line is going to be uh, Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, and Tage Thomas. We mentioned that before. I know you didn't get to watch a whole lot of the most recent game where that line was a thing, but man, oh man, that was a great-looking line. Hall and Eichel seem like they already have some good chemistry being uh, started there. Thompson look, has been looking really good in camp, too, in these two uh, inter-squad games that I've seen. Uh, second line, Victor Olofsson, Eric Stahl, Sam Reinhardt. Reinhardt has looked really good. You really notice the playmaking and vision from him. He had a nice assist on Jake McCabe's goal in the last game. But I'm excited to see Reinhardt away from Eichel finally. And I've been, I said this to myself the other day during the game. They really needed a guy like Eric Stahl. Like mm -hmm. it would have been nice if they could have gotten him as a free agent when he went to Minnesota three, four years ago, because like not taking away anything from Eichel or O'Reilly, but like Stahl's been around like they, right. It's kind of like, like Brian Gianta, I guess, but like Stahl is Eric Stahl. Like the guy is still mm -hmm. great player. Gianta was obviously a great leader and a captain for the team, but is Eric Stahl a future Hall of Famer? I would say so. I think he is. I think he is. Borderline, at least. But he hasn't won many like individual awards, if any. But yeah. I think he's been around enough. He's been a captain. I think he will be. Having stall like a three, four years ago when Reinhardt was breaking into the league, like that would have been great for like him and Eichel. They really didn't have a guy like that besides Gianta mm -hmm. and George's. And O'Reilly was still a pretty young. O'Reilly was still a pretty young player at that time too. He was what twenty four when he got traded to Buffalo, twenty four, yeah. twenty five. So, I think having Eric Stahl around this team is going to do a lot more than just help on the ice. Like it's going to help him these guys mature. I'm, I'm not even. I'm sounding like these guys are young kids still. He's a, <laughs> how old is Sam Reinhart now? Twenty four, twenty five. I have no clue. Yeah, like. <laughs> In a long time, but Eric Stahl and Sam Reiner, I think they're going to be a really nice pair. And it's, I think Kruger goes under the philosophy of having pairs too on the forward lines. Like you're going to have Hall and Eichel, Stahl and Reinhardt, maybe Skinner and Cousins, and then like that other forward gets interchanged a little bit. And we've also mentioned uh, the Skinner line. It's looking like it's going to be Skinner, Lazar, and Cousins. That's what I see it. To you know, be. to play devil's advocate, practice too, yet too though. To play devil's advocate, I'm I, I'm not opposed. I've never been opposed. We've talked about this for years on the show now of spreading the wealth of your forward uh, skill throughout the lineup. 
right? And Skinner on the third line, I mean, maybe it's not ideally the skilled guy you'd have down there. I think Reinhardt would be more the uh, the guy that I'd put down there with, with Cousins. Maybe Cousins will be will show uh, some of that flash that he had in the World Juniors, too. I mean, you can, you can only hope. You can only hope. Cousins, he had some nice flashes in the in the second and it wasn't Casey Mills that flash it was actual I mean captaining the team and playing very well rallying the troops on the bench seemed like a good leader I'm excited about Dylan Cousins Mm -hmm. and like he what he had he really piled up the points too more definitely more than what Middlestad had but like the people that are worried like oh Casey Middlestad was the MVP of the world juniors and Dylan Cousins is too. We can't trust it. Oh, yeah. Like usually the players that do well in the world juniors end up being pretty good players. Mm-hmm. And just because the Sabres got burned with Casey Middlestat doesn't mean we should be worried about Dylan Cousins. Like you can still be excited about a prospect doing well and not have to be fearful or cautiously optimistic, you know, like it just right. seems a little extra to me. And, and well, the fourth line after Zemgus Gergensen's tore his hamstring in the it was his hamstring, right? Or groin, yes. something like that. But uh, I was worried Toby about Toby Reader being on the fourth line with Ikan and Oposo. I thought it was a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, Reader, he's got two really nice goals in these games, and he's pretty much known as a horrible goal scorer. I mean, Bob Nicholson even called him out couple years ago when he played for the Oilers saying that they missed the playoffs because he had zero goals. But he looks pretty good. He seems like he's got some underappreciated skill there. I'm excited to see what he's got in him. And I tweeted this during that game. To- Gallic Toby Reader's making league minimum 700 grand for one year. And he's looking pretty good in these scrimmages. And then you're paying Zemgus Gergensen's three years, two point two million, to be your fourth line winger. I just don't understand it. I know well, the I think... guys in the room like Gergensen's and all, but when your team is rumored to be uh, under a budget, and you've got to sign important players to your team like Olafson, Reinhardt, Dahlin, Hall in the coming years, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I think Reader is being set up to be the, the Larson replacement. He's already been a great penalty killer. That's kind of been his thing. Uh, I mean, the playoffs with Calgary this year against Dallas, he had he had a couple, uh, two or more, I think. I definitely had two shorthanded goals in that series, too. And yeah, I believe so. He brings some uh, speed there. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a – I like the signing. Um you know, him and Shayan. I mean, the reader happened a while ago, but uh, still, two, uh, two cheaper guys that, you know, I mean, it's better than Remy Ellie and Jordan Nolan, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Eakin hasn't really looked that bad in these games either. Cody Eakin is a lot faster than I thought. I was just going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I thought I was expecting to see some slow, lurking. I thought he was a lumbering Corey Perry type of player, but no, he actually is pretty quick. He has some decent speed to him. I'm curious yeah. to see how he does. I know everyone on Sabres Twitter hates him, but I'm going to give these two guys the benefit of the doubt. For no reason at all. It's a bit, yeah. uh, analytics, but analytics. I, I want to see 
how these guys perform on the ice at the start of the season before I call them horrible signings. Oposo looks decent. He didn't really stand out to me that much. But Wow, Joe, you should be put in jail for, <laughs> for actually giving a player time. That's I'm not anything against them. Oh yeah. Can you still hear me? I got yes, I can. Notification. Hear you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, got a notification that something happened with my microphone. Okay. Oh no, no you're fine. You're fine. That's good. Okay. The uh, listeners D pairs. Understand. <laughs> D pairs. Uh, we're gonna get the Rasmus Ristolainen and Jake McCabe nightmare again. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that goes. Those guys are supposedly getting. First yep. pair of minutes once again. Since 2012, it has been mm-hmm. the destined first pairing. Will Rasmus Ristolainen and figure it out? Part seven. Do you, you know, like every year when they post on Facebook, like, oh, first day of training camp, here's yes, my the, card the I'm holding. This is my, I'm Rasmus Ristolainen and this is my 10th year at Sabres training camp. Blah, right, blah. right, right. Will I ever become a top pairing defenseman? The world may never know. No. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Jack Eichel and this is Jackass. <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to happen. I know, like, you always see these articles. Well, what's, what to expect? Sabres season is looming. Will Rasmus Ristolainen finally figure it out? He's still a young player. No, he's not. He, the guy was drafted almost 10 years ago. Time to move on. That's what I got to say. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Jake McCabe, fine player if he's playing 12 minutes a night, not 23. Like these guys got to be sheltered. <sighs> I don't know what the deal is. I don't understand. When are they going to learn that Rasmus Ristolainen shouldn't be playing 25 minutes a night? And when are we gonna development away from Darlene too? These like your thoroughbred racehorse that you just got first overall a few years ago, and now you're ruining him. Just play him. When are we going to talk about this team as actually having promise? Because I'm I'm getting really sick of year after year starting a new season, and it's the same exact crap that we have to talk about over and over again. You know, same players. Same storyline. Same defense. Same goalies. Same defense. Same goalies. I'm just so tired of it. <laughs> and just talking about it now makes me realize this team's gonna suck again. Yeah, who knows? But like you look at the division, they're an underdog to say the least. Like, they are, but we gotta I'm not count say on they're terrible, but like the you know upgrades what? they made it forward should help. But there's still a giant question mark in that. Your goalie was blind last year, and he's back. And you're still playing Rasmus Ristolainen on the first pair. This is like a movie. It's like Bad News Bears, <laughs> which I've never seen, but it sounds like a movie. But here's what we can count on, okay? We have to rely on Boston getting off to a bad start and probably regressing. Uh, first year without Chara and Pasternak being her no Tory Krug. New Jersey m- might be imploding on itself again after Subban and I mean it. You know it's it's competitiveness. Whatever. They don't have Crawford either now. Crawford's gone. I I think their goalie is probably Mackenzie Blackwood. Blackwood. Yeah. I don't think uh, Crawford was going to be their starter anyways. I think they're probably going to go with Blackwood. But there, yeah. But I, I mean, don't, I don't see the Devils being better than the Sabers though. I no, think at New worse, Jersey the Sabers is... are second last in this division. Right. Uh. 
the Islanders, who knows? They're never great year over year. Yeah, they Philly can't score, seems, so. Right. Philly seems to be on a cycle where Every they're very year. good one season, then they miss, then, you know, cycle like that. The exactly. Rangers, who knows if they, they – the Rangers have to, year out. The Rangers have to live up to their potential, right? I mean, I think a lot of people are expecting them uh, to make it based on that potential, but they actually have to, you know, realize yeah. that for it's that success. It's the 2015-2016 Sabres right, with right. a lot more talent. So the Rangers, who knows? They're, they're a wild card right now. Pittsburgh, uh, they're a constant just because they have Malkin and Crosby, right? Yeah. Washington – they're older, uh, two inexperienced goalies. So there's a window here. There is a window here window. Yeah. for the Sabres to make exactly. it. It's, uh, you know, everyone's saying, I mean, I think we're looking at, you know, past success for the teams. But honestly, the four, four top teams in the division make it. I would rather the Sabres be in this division year over year, I think, like at this moment in time than have another the season Atlantic. in the Atlantic. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so it's not it's it's not all bad. Yeah, I mean, the Canadians. You're really banking. You're really banking on the Bruins regressing. Right. You got to. That's the thing. We got to bank on some teams to regress. And And teams. This happens every year. Like, there's always oh, these teams are going to make the playoffs. Like, there's always a surprise team, and there's always a team that disappoints. I could see the Penguins disappointing easily. Like, I don't think they're that special at all. They lost to the Canadians in the opening round of the playoffs last year. I mean, like, I don't, I don't see what people will see in the Penguins. I, I just don't see it. Like, yeah, they have Malkin and Crosby, but they traded Matt Murray. Like, they have. I think Tristan Jerry is a question mark in that at this point. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think they got a chance. I'm just cautiously optimistic, if you will. But I don't know. Like if Allmark is good, and they don't have to rely on Carter Hutton, and maybe if they shelter McCabe and Ristolainen on the third pair instead of giving them twenty-five minutes a night, maybe it'll be a different story. But their top six is loaded. Buffalo, they're they have two very good lines. They gotta hope that they can carry them because I know for a fact that the fourth line isn't gonna be able, third and fourth line is gonna be able to do much for them. You know, mm-hmm. right, right. So yeah, that's where that's that's where it stands. That's where the the division stands. But maybe yeah. there's hope. But there's there's always hope. There's, the there's a lot you have to rely on. And if you take a look at trends, they're third time's the charm. Uh, maybe they'll start the season off strong and not collapse and die in the middle of the season. This and true. you know, if they say go on a ten game winning streak. At the beginning of the year, it's going to be a lot harder. Six games, yeah, that you have like, to carry it over in. Exactly. So maybe they'll be able to squeak in the a fourth place go, spot in the division. Then you got to go twenty three and twenty three down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> See, like the past two years, we were always like, okay, they got to do this to miss, yes. and then they magically do it. Maybe <laughs> we're going to be saying that again this year, hopefully, but maybe it won't happen. The collapse, we'll see. Now we really know that no lead is safe. It'll be in first place by 10 points, and it'll still collapse. We know it to be true. Correct. 
now the extras slash taxi squad currently. We were discussing this before. We couldn't tell if uh, Matias Samuelson has been assigned to Rochester's training camp yet. Same with R2 Rutzelainen. So we're just not going to mention that when I'm talking about this because we're not really yeah, sure. But yeah, I just want yeah. to yeah. say uh, R2 Rutzelainen has been screwed over. He's, he's being Lawrence piloted. I don't understand why European free agents still sign with the Sabres. After all these years, Victor Antipin, like three, four years ago, got screwed over by Phil Housley, was one of the better defensemen on the team. Obviously, not a great player by any means, but he should have been playing. Now you got Lawrence Pilot in the last couple of years, good player. Elevated Rasmus Ristolainen's game, the only defenseman in the past seven years that has been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they don't play him. They send him to Rochester. They keep him in Rochester. Then they're like, hey, uh, we don't want to give you a one-way contract, so you can go kick rocks. And then he's like, okay, F you, Sabres. I'm going to the KHL. And then they're like, oh, no. This is my surprised face. <laughs> I don't understand. They just keep doing this dance. They left him over in Finland last year had a pretty good season then he's in finland at the beginning of this season and he's the leading scorer in the entire league and this guy's talking Kruger's talking about how he looks tired what he's the only guy playing uh, yeah <laughs> what he's he the good. only guy i mean i'm not it's like they the... don't know this <laughs> it's like i mean I'm, I'm not watching the practices but i watch the scrimmages and he looked pretty good the only guy who's saying he looked bad is paul freaking hamilton which should be saying something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't understand. Like, the guy's good. Yeah, he's – they're like, oh, maybe he just needs a Victor Olofsson treatment. Okay, give him the Victor Olofsson treatment and then see what happens next offseason when he's a RFA and he decides, like, hey, bye, guys. I'm going to play in the KHL. Thanks for the unnecessary development. Yeah. Just play him. Why not? What do you have to lose at this point? Like, he's pretty good defensively from what I've seen, and he's a proven scorer at the pro level. Why not just play him? Like, it looks like he's going to be on the taxi squad, but I don't I don't understand. Like, so this... he should at least get into some games. Oh, yeah. Bar, like, assuming there's a COVID outbreak on the team, which <laughs> for all we know, that could happen it's happened a few times already around the league look at dallas they had six positive tests they have to have games rescheduled i think already but yeah uh free r2 roots line and that's all i gotta say uh okay uh also another thing to keep an eye out for uh i saw that the new york rangers allowed Braden schneider to sign a AHL-only contract with the Hartford Wolfpack. Schneider was, I believe, the 19th overall pick in this past draft because the WHL isn't going to be playing for a while, so they're going to be able to let CHL players play in the AHL. So that's something that maybe we can watch out for for Jack Quinn, who is currently uh, set to be on the taxi squad because he's got nowhere else to play. Quinn also, he played really well in these in this past scrimmage, he was making some nice moves around guys. Like you can tell that's a junior player, star player and juniors coming into his first pro camp. He pulled off the moves, but 
You like to see that confidence. He's definitely got a lot of confidence in this game. And he had a really nice assist. Uh, was it Casey Middlestat's goal, I think? I want to say it was Middlestat. Yeah, he had like a really nice pass to Brett Murray, who he got sent down to the AHL today, I believe. And then Murray didn't score, but Quinn made a really nice pass to Middlestat that resulted in a goal. Um, speaking of Middlestat, it looks like he's going to be on the taxi squad as well at this point. Also, Rasmus Asplund, Riley Shahan, uh, and then defenseman Jacob Bryson, Will Borg, and Matt Irwin. And surprisingly, goalie Jonas Johansson will be the taxi squad goalie. Which, I, I mean, you you were telling me that you don't like this earlier, and I agree. Yeah, because uh, Jonas Johansson is just a, a miserable uh, goaltender. Not in terms of attitude, but... You know, in terms of stopping pucks, <laughs> uh, he had the one in the very first scrimmage, which, okay, it's the first scrimmage. You know, you're, you're facing your first shots in months. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the Yoki Haru goal, which is like, you know, against the which wall. One? The second, The second one. <laughs> the, well, the first one was bad, too, because uh, it was just from the blue line. But the one against the wall where – Yoki Haru kind of just threw it to the net and it went through the defenders and somehow went five hole. Uh, I don't even know if Johansson got down <laughs> to his knees to try and stop it, but it somehow got in the net. That He's was just not good. Like he was, he had a really good year in the AHL last year. I think he was in the all-star game too, but ugh. it's the AHL. One of the few one of the, the Jesus, like eight players that the Sabres picked in the 2014 draft over uh, Braden Point. God. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Was it? No, yeah, it was Reinhardt, Lemieux, Karabachuk, Cornell, uh, Johansson, and Martin. All, all those guys over Braden Point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I pray to God that there are no they are not in a situation where they're going to need to rely on Jonas Johansson to be stopping pucks for this team. Right. And that's what really scares me is one of your goalies gets COVID and then probably both of your goalies are getting COVID because they're going to be in close contact with each other. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's being goalies. He's alone in the, in Finland for TPS got extended into February, so we'll see what happens there if he's going to end up staying in Finland or going to play in Rochester. But Rochester, they have Dustin Tokarski and Michael Hauser, so they're probably okay. I'd let uh, Lukanen stay in Finland and get that experience. I guess he's been playing pretty well, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, With training camp coming to a close, lots of players on waivers, so... We looked at the list and wrote down a short little list of A players. short list. It's a short list, yes. A short list from a long list of players that we would not mind seeing being claimed by the Sabres or guys that probably will just get claimed in general. Also, players that are interesting that have hit the waiver wire. Also, speaking of... Uh, waiver list lots of former sabers <laughs> were on this list like hudson quite Passion, telling. justin bailey nathan gerby uh zach dalby you mentioned before we started recording mm-hmm. lots and lots of former saber 
failures of the past. Right. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, failures is the right word. Mm-hmm. Okay, we take a look at our list. Boston is has former first-round pick Zachary Sinishin on waivers. If you can recall, he's one of the three guys that the Bruins chose over Matt Barzell, who just signed a three-year extension with the Islanders a couple days ago. I mean, obviously you're not going to be pushing Zach Sinishin to take a roster spot from anyone on the Sabres, but mm-hmm. the AHL needs help. Like they don't have anything at forward, especially with having these guys on the taxi squads. And obviously you still want the AHL to do well. So I would like to see them claim a younger depth forward to play in Rochester. I think Sinishin can be that guy. Uh, Calgary made a couple interesting waiver wire moves. Derek Ryan, centerman, he's making about $3 million for this year. Has experience playing with Jeff Skinner. And according to the analytics that I see everyone talking about on Twitter, uh, they play pretty well together, and uh, their numbers, of course, he's really good. And Skinner played Plus, well he can play that. center. Yeah, and it's another defensive-minded mm-hmm. center. So I wouldn't right. mind seeing them claim him. They have the cap space now. They can put Gergensen's on LTIR, mm-hmm. and it's only for a year. So if it doesn't work out, you can just let him go at the end of the season. So Derek Ryan... Seems like everyone wants this move to happen, so he would be an interesting pickup. Also, defenseman Oliver Shillington, uh, former second-round pick of the Calgary Flames in 2015, once very highly thought of, hasn't really figured it out in the NHL yet, so I don't think the Sabres need him, but just an interesting name to keep an eye out for. Mm-hmm. Another 2015 draft pick, Evgeny Svechnikov from the Detroit Red Wings. Hasn't really gotten a shot in the NHL. Again, I think I would take a flyer on him, but I think he is what he is at this point, especially with Detroit putting him on waivers. If he can't make it in Detroit, he's probably not making it anywhere else. Right. It's like if you can't make it in New York, or if you if yeah. you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. If you can't make it in Detroit, you can't make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another 2015 first-round pick, uh, Nick Merkley. He was in the Taylor Hall trade. Uh, last year, former first-round pick of the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I mean, AHL depth. They they could use a center for the AHL, so I, I, Nick Merkley wouldn't be a terrible option to pick up to help the Amherst. Speaking of the Amherst, Rangers are uh, waving Colin Blackwell, former Amherst standout from a couple years ago. Uh, familiar with the organization, I, I don't think it would be a terrible move to pick him back up. Ottawa putting a couple interesting names on the waiver wire. Uh, Rudolph's Balsers, he was in the Eric Carlson trade. Skilled winger, I, I would pick him up. Why not? Again, like my logic here is help for the Amherst. So mm-hmm. Rudolph's Balsers, Philip Schlopik, two guys that I think could help out. Uh, not necessarily someone who I think the Sabres should claim, but Tyler Johnson waved again. Um, I don't think there are many teams that can fit him in. Detroit is a, a team that maybe to keep an eye out for. I thought that they might have interest in Johnson in the past, but they pick up a middle six center, second, third line center, and Johnson, I think, wouldn't be a bad idea for a team like the Red Wings who want to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, another former first round pick, Lucas Johansson. Uh, I think, yeah, he's a left shot D. 
2016 first round pick. I'm sure somebody will claim him. I'm surprised Washington hasn't given him a chance to play yet. But when you're a good team, you're not really so eager to give away roster spots to your young players. Uh, Winnipeg Jets forward Matt Perot. Big money. He's probably not going to get claimed, but I think he could help out the Sabres, but not as a waiver pickup. Mm-hmm. more as a trade because you would have to clear some money out and you think that the Sabres should claim a goalie. yeah I was big on the goalie thing uh I, I I have Calvin Pickard from the Red Wings and Eric Comrie from the Jets I just anybody that keeps Johansson away from the net Pickard has played in goal for you know real NHL minutes as has Comrie so I just think, I mean, like you said, Johansson's an AHL all-star goalie. Send him back down there. Let him play there. He'll be playing games. Uh, and the Sabres will have actual NHL goalies who have played in the league. Absolutely. The thought of Johansson terrifies me, if you can't tell. Yes, me as well. Yes. yes. Okay. Um I think that's all we've got for this episode, unless you got anything else to say. No, I mean, season is uh, three days away. Yeah, it's been right? a long time coming. My God. It has. When we have last not played time... since March. <laughs> when was the last time we had a podcast talking about, like, getting ready for a game? Like, they're, they're facing yeah. Capitals in a few days. It has been man, oh man. a whole year since this team has played hockey. Yeah. Entire year. Wow. Yep. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I got my Royal Blue Sabres jerseys. I got all three of them. That's right. We get to see the Royal Blue. Oh, Uh, man. It's going to look wonderful. Just want to see them get on the ice and uh, get it going. Is RJ uh, returning this year? Do we know? I think so. Yeah, because I I know he didn't call the scrimmages, but, I mean, that's expected. They better put him in a bubble. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> or let him do it from home. He can do it from home. I mean, yeah, I don't see why he couldn't. Yeah. Maybe he'll only do home games. The guy probably doesn't want to go traveling, right? Well, wait a minute. Does he live in Canada? I don't think so. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, once again, go check out my article at thechargingbuffalo.net on the Jeff Skinner situation on why the guy shouldn't be playing on the fourth line. Uh, shocking that I would have to write an article about such a <laughs> simple concept, not playing your $9 million winger on the fourth line. But anyways, uh, we hope you enjoyed for the start of season five of the Charging Buffalo podcast. Five seasons now. If you've been around since that first season, man, oh man, we appreciate you. Yes. And if you've been around for just this episode and you're new, hope you enjoyed we uh, appreciate hope you, you. We appreciate you as well. I uh, hope you subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Check out our website, thechargingbuffalo.net. Lots of good content incoming for this upcoming season. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at the Charging Buff. Thank you for 10,000 followers on Instagram as well. Uh, that basically my baby. I started that thing many years <laughs> ago. Uh, very happy to see how far it has come. Um, That's right. Yeah. Also follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL. 
and at LVKETCB. Uh, expect more frequent podcasts. We're going to try to do once a week. There's going to be lots of games, condensed games to cover for you guys. We're going to talk about it right here. And we hope that you're all here for the ride. Once again, thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next one. And go Bills. Go Bills, yeah. The Bills make me want to shout.